Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about how your view of sex impacts the two of you inside and outside the bedroom. And there's a quote from Sean Covey that says, seeing things from a different point of view can help us understand why people act the way they do. We too often judge people without having all the facts. Mm. And I think that really does tie into, you know, what happens inside and outside the bedroom, what's going on with those perceptions of sex and how our spouses view sex. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But Mm -hmm. first, we start each show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, welcome. Yes, welcome. We're so excited to have you as part of the One Family. And, you know, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the family, someone whose marriage has been transformed, someone who's had breakthrough in a particular area. And this hug comes from an Instagram message we received that says, I love you guys. Your heaven sent prayer answered from God just when I needed this the most. I just found you recently this past week and I listen now to two to four podcasts a day and everything resonates with me. The podcast helped me see what I'm already doing right in my marriage, which encourages me and the things where I need to strengthen my marriage encourages me as well and gives me hope. God bless you both for being so open and honest to share your story. We need more people like you in the world. I love it. Well, and you know what? It's just people, people taking action, right? Identifying the place. What I love about that hug is that, you know, this person said, Hey, I can see what I'm doing well and kind of pat myself on the back for the, for the stuff I'm doing well, but I can also see areas of improvement Yeah, and, and start stepping into that. So it's, it's, you know, kind of like the salty sweet. It's the good and the bad. It's, you know, taking action on that. Salty sweet, salty sweet is, they're both good. They just, well, some people don't think that there are some people that are like salty. Some people are sweet. Some people don't mix it. uh, You know, it could could go both ways. It could go both ways. But jumping into today's show, Tony and I had a really interesting experience last week and we were out running errands and it was around lunchtime. And so Mm -hmm. Tony's like, hey, let's just grab some lunch. Let's just go through a drive through because, you know, still locked down and closed down and everything else like that. And you were going through the drive through and and he's like, he asked me what I want. I'm like, I'll just have a burger. And he turns and he looks at me. He goes, well, do you want fries with that? And, and there was this pause in the car as we both look at each other and then we burst out laughing. Like just l- laughing. Like it, it, just joy. Like it just bubbled up. And, yeah. I, and I know those of you who haven't been around since the beginning of the show are like, why is that funny? What, what's the deal with that? Well, one of the very first shows that Tony and I ever did, um, it was episode three and it was called Rejection, a McDonald's theory. And this this whole that whole show at that point in time wrapped around the fact that when we had done our 60 days of sex challenge which is actually episode one Mm -hmm. um when we had done that that challenge i had learned over those 60 days that 
for me, for the first, you know, 10, 11, 12 years of our marriage, having sex was like going to McDonald's and having them ask if I wanted fries with that. That's where the laughter comes in when Tony's like, do you want fries with that? Because in those, that first decade plus of marriage, there were definitely times, like I'm a kind of French fry gal, right? So that means that sometimes I'll go in and we'll place an order and sometimes I want fries and sometimes I won't. Mm -hmm. I am married to a guy who always wants French fries always wants french fries like recently we were celebrating his birthday at a very 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 nice steakhouse with some dear friends of ours and we're ordering all the sides to go with our steaks and then tony looks at the waiter he's got he's just grinning right now you guys (laughs) tony looks at the waiter and he's like can i also get a side of fries and we all just paused and you know, these friends know Tony and I, of course, have been with Tony for 26 years. And there was just the, the humor in, yeah, of course, Tony's ordering fries. You always want fries. I don't care if they're not the best fries. You, you always have to order French fries. And, and what we found over the years is that that's kind of been how our viewpoint on sex mm-hmm. was. And, and I know some of you are like, French fries, sex, I'm not seeing the correlation. Well, the, the viewpoint is that Tony will always take French fries. Mm -hmm. And for the majority of our marriage, I would say, you know, I mean, yes, there have been seasons, but for the majority of our marriage, you have always been up for sex. Sure. I, on the other hand, have been the kind of like, yeah, sometimes I will and sometimes I won't. And so when we're going through that drive-through last week and she just goes, I I want a burger. And I look at her and I'm like, do you want fries with that? When when I said that and we looked at each other, that's where the laughter came. Mm -hmm. Because... In that same drive-thru, you better believe I was ordering french fries with my meal. And Elisa, Elisa just sort of looked at him like, uh, sure, I guess. And I was just like, you know what? I'll just go large on my combo and then we'll just share my french fries. I think I ended up having three out of his large fries just in case anybody was wondering. He did share. But yeah, I think it, the going large was just kind of to humor me and to give him an excuse to get more french fries. Mm. But we share all of that because... So often in marriage, those are kind of the conflicting or competing viewpoints on sex, right? And it may not be French fries. For you, it may be ice cream or it may be chocolate chip cookies or it may be that thing that that one person will always say yes to. And one person is kind of in this like take it or leave it Mm -hmm. standpoint. And unless that gets talked about, you guys, you have like we did for the first 10, 11, 12 years of our marriage, you have this conflict, Mm-hmm. that uh, you know people butting heads of there being tension of there being this like why are we in this tug of war why can't we seem to get on the same page and and if we take it back to food it's very easy to see some people always want something and some people are kind of like yeah you know it's okay but it's not like it's not like the the pictures on facebook when they're like you're on a deserted island and you can only have one what would you pick right and you know there are some people that are always going to say yeah i want to have sex all the time and other people are like you know, it's okay. And so we have to dig into this conversation. We Can, can I say something real yeah. quick though too? I, I want to share that, that episode we did on the McDonald theory, that was 10 and a half years ago. And, and so to think back now and go, wow, that was an episode we did way back then. And yet to this day, we can still see the, those tendencies in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And yet I will say we have grown closer together physically. We have grown together sexually. We have implemented the intimacy lifestyle. We've done 13 challenges in 12 years. So just because we have that, 
and it's still part of our marriage to this day, it doesn't mean it it comes between us. Mm -hmm. There is a dance that we are doing. There is a dance that Elisa and I do when it comes to our sexual intimacy. And so it's just interesting that 10 and a half years later, sitting in that in that drive-through, it, it just came all flashing back. Well, and I appreciate you bringing that up because you know some of you may actually choose to go back and listen to episode three. Um, some of you have already listened to it. If you if you are listening to it now, like you've got you're going back and listen to it, just remember that was ten and a half years ago, right? There, there was there's growth though. There's learning. There's we're not stepping on each other's toes as much as we did back then mm-hmm. around the topic of sexual intimacy and. Yeah, I'll take the French fries. Alisa, do you want do you want to, you know, do you want to upgrade that? No. Like I I don't even want it. And yet there's still this dance that's happening. Because we're on this marriage journey together. And one of the things even in you bringing this up is that couples can grow and change. Right? I I, I want to express the fact that where we were 10 years ago. Yeah, even though I'm still kind of like a sort of kind of, you know, take it or leave it gal when it comes to the French fries or even like that's still, I have lower desire <laughs> when it comes to having sex. I now understand whether we're talking about French fries or sex, I now understand just how important that is to my spouse. And that has really been the change of everything. But we've also learned a, a lot about our desires where I, I, my desire comes from a place of like, I see you and I get excited. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll get erect. I, I'll, I'll, I want to hug you. I want to touch you. On it. And all of a sudden, my mind is like, all right, let's jump into bed. Where you're, you're more of the responsive desire in the sense of that doesn't really happen to you often. It, it, it again is that take it or, you know, take it or leave it. Do I want the French fries? Yes or no. Do, do I want the upgrade? Yes or no. It's, and yet once we're in bed, once you're there, the responsiveness to mm-hmm. the sexual advances and the sexual intimacy begins to increase. That Your mind gets into the game and you're like, let's go. Let me eat those french fries. Let me eat those french fries. Yeah. Yes. But it just takes a little warming up. Yeah. I like, And they got to be hot, you know. But it was interesting because we asked you guys on Instagram. We said, hey, you know, how do you view sex? Right. If we're talking, if we're going to talk about a show wrapped around this viewpoint of sex, how do you view it? Is it, you know, got to have it or take it or leave it? And 74% of you fell into the camp, uh, got to have it. You're my people. (laughs) Then we asked the question, how does your spouse view sex? Got to have it or take it or leave it. Same question, but just, you know, what's your perception of how your spouse views sex? And you said 65% of your spouses fell into the got to have it category. Now there. Still, both of those are really high numbers, mm-hmm. definitely. But they're there is in a my gap. Camp. they're in my camp. They're in your camp, mm-hmm. definitely. But there, in looking at this gap, we then ask the question: Well, how does how does your view of sex impact your marriage? Right? Like, how does how you know if, if everybody's got to have it? I, I will say, if everybody was kind of in the got to have it Tony camp, I expected there to be a lot more connection in the responses to what's your view on sex and how does that impact your marriage? Mm. And, you know, it was very, very interesting because a lot of people came back with, you know, how does it impact? Well, it impacts it a lot. There are so many expectations. We got responses like, well, we argue a lot. About around sex? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel unwanted. It affects how we interact with each other on a daily basis. It's exhausting. 
We have lots of dry spells and then I have shame when I can't perform. It's not important to my spouse. There are so many feelings of sadness and frustration. So, you know, as I look at this, uh, th- there's this view on sex that, that we're carrying, right? On one side of the marriage bed or the other that isn't being talked about, or if it is, it's coming out of this place of, of conflict and tension. And we've actually got to be, become equipped mm. to be extraordinary in this area because, you know, we're living proof, you guys, that it doesn't have to be this conflict ridden place in a marriage, right? I will, I will stand up here behind this microphone and I will tell you that for the first, it was probably the first 12 years of our marriage. Uh, that was probably our number one source of conflict and tension Yeah. I, to the point where I, I just, I dreaded sex. I dreaded Tony mentioning it. I dreaded Tony touching me. I mean, it was just like, stop it already. We were highly dysfunctional. Some would argue that we are still dysfunctional now. It's, it's all good. We can, we can take it. But here's the thing. We got into this place where we said, all right, well, we have different viewpoints on sex. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you, I could have said any of these things, and Tony probably could have too, any of those comments, before we started actually talking about sex. Not, not tug of war about sex and our sexual intimacy, talking about it. And there's a difference between playing tug of war in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and having conversations around a topic. Tug of war, somebody ends up, you guys know, when you play tug of war, there's usually like a mud pit or a dirt pit in the middle. And the object is to drag your opponent through the mud. It's kind of what some of our arguments about sex felt like, or some of our conflict around sex felt like. Somebody was going to end up in the mud. Somebody was going to be dirty and not feel good. And so, it, you know, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, one thing I know from so many in the one family, we'll bring up sex and and one of the spouses will go, well, that's all great. And yet my spouse doesn't want to talk about sex. And they have shame and guilt and um, things have happened. You know, just the messaging each of us have received over the years about sex can create that distance. And so right here, right now, I, I do want to share with you, if, if that's you, and, and you're stuck on the ability even to mention, hey, I would even say to the point of if you can't even name the private parts by their proper names, penis, vagina, breast, if, if that causes you uneasiness, I, I do think that it's time to reach out and get some coaching because that's a lot of mindset. Believe me, you know, those sort of things, you can overcome those. And have the extraordinary you desire. It's are you willing, though, to take a step of faith right now and go, you know what? I'm going to raise my hand to this and go, Mm. I'm not going to allow what has been told or what I've been told over all these years to distract me from my spouse. Mm -hmm. And so if that's you, check out Coaching with Elisa. You can apply today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Because it is one of those things. I mean, sometimes it's the messaging. Sometimes it's the the situations that we found ourselves in over the years. I mean, there can be a lot of different different reasons why this particular topic is so hard to talk about in marriage and why the different viewpoints cause so much strife and tension. But, you know, I said last week that you know, extraordinary and excuses can't coexist. And you, that really 
you know, when I look back over all the years that we've done stuff and, and as we talk about this particular topic, that's what happened when Tony and I chose to do the 60 days of sex challenge because all the excuses had to come off the table. Right. And we had to step into this place of extraordinary. And let's talk about how to do that around this topic right after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So I do want to actually just clarify one thing because not every response that we got to the question of how does the, your view of sex impact your marriage was a negative one. Some folks said, hey, knowing how important it is to my spouse or to our marriage is actually a blessing. Or it helps keep us connected physically, mentally, and spiritually. And one person even said, you know what, we're working on getting into alignment. And those were all really powerful, powerful comments. And, you know, it probably comes as no surprise to you that you and your spouse are two different people. If you haven't figured it out yet, you may just have said your vows and you'll figure that out in about 22 minutes. But with being different people, that means that you're going to have different appetites for everything from what does emotional connection look like? What is the mm -hmm. emotional intimacy? How much do I need? What, what does that look like to your frequency of sex and your sexual intimacy? And what is that like you're navigating that in a marriage and it doesn't matter if you've been married for two weeks or 42 years. That is an un ongoing process to understand what does my spouse need? How do they want, you know, going back to the French fry analogy, are they the type of person that always wants French fries when it comes to conversation? Like they will sit down and have a conversation with me. They will talk about their feelings or are they, you know, all the time French fries about sex, mm -hmm. right? It's understanding who your spouse is and how they're wired because there was a point in time, you guys, when you stood up in, in front of friends, in front of family, and you said, I, I'm making a promise to you to love honor and cherish you. And that means, you know, interestingly enough, and we've done series on wedding vows and stuff like that, but that means that you're going to work towards connection mm -hmm. instead of away from it. It means that you're going to have the hard conversations even when you don't want to. And I will tell you, we've, I mean, Tony and I still have fights. We had a doozy the other day. Like we still have hard conversations. Yeah. We are not perfect. We are growing, changing individuals, but we said those vows and you know what? We're still choosing to honor them. And, and I will say as we continue to grow in, a, in, in our marriage and, and even ourselves, I would say sometimes those conversations are just as awkward and hard to start as when we were first married. Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't like... We just don't arrive and just be like, hey, we're perfect all the time. We're not. 
And I don't, I hope you guys don't feel that or, or see that. I mean, we're sharing and we're going through this thing called marriage just like you in this time that is unprecedented, that's causing even more angst and more frustration um, for, I think, both of us at times and other times it, it, it isn't. And so for you, it, you may be in that same place. And yet having the ability to maybe go, all right, we, we had the argument. Where was, where, where did that stem from? Mm-hmm. And looking inwardly at one another and going, what can we have done differently? And I know for, for some of you, man, that, that's, that's tough to do. And I will say for myself, one of the, the best things that I've been doing this year to help me is journal. Elisa has talked about this for years, journaling. And I, you know, I sort of, ah, all right, yeah, whatever. But I've been doing it almost consistently every day. And it it's truly has helped me to just get some of my thoughts out on paper, be it in the relationship, be it with the family, be it with the business, be it with other things that are happening in my life. Mm -hmm. And so that allows me to, oh, okay, how am I, how am I approaching these conversations? Because the reality is, is that we don't want to live in a marriage that's a tug of war, right? When it comes to this topic of sex, we, we don't want it to be, you know, just, well, you know, it's got to be an either or situation. It's either sex or no sex. It's either talking or no talking. I mean, that's not, you know, and so if you need to journal to get your thoughts out and go, wait a minute, what's, what's my, what is my viewpoint here? What have I been trying to convey? What am I trying to tell my spouse that, that maybe isn't coming through the way I want it to? And, and for some of you, you may actually find the words in your journaling and it's okay to write them down and share them with your spouse. Not everything, like I was coaching with a client, you know, a couple of the other night, and I'm like, not everything has to be done face to face across the table, sitting there, you know, if you've ever attended one of our conferences, you know that Tony talks about how like when we were young marrieds, that used to instill fear in him. And he was just like, oh my gosh, you know. It wasn't so much that it was instill fear. It was just the, the uneasiness of sitting, you know, across, like you're sitting on a chair, I'm sitting on a chair or the couch and we're just looking into each other's eyes and our knees are touching and our, you know, that to me was a place of like, wow, this is too intense. I I don't believe you have used the word intimidating on stage. (laughs) I probably have used the word intimidating because it is intimidating for, for me. Now it's not so much at all. I, I wouldn't choose to do that with you though. I would us rather be side by side walking mm-hmm. or or you know just you know even just at a, on a bench together side by side that eases me right. from having the conversation and allowing us to talk. Even when we have our 19 questions to amazing sex, when we do that talk. Mm-hmm. I mean usually we're doing that when we're driving. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're we're moving along. It's it's not like we're face to face. We're not in our bedroom. You know, we try to um, de-escalate, I think is, is a word of de-escalate sort of the, the, we, we know it's going to be a heightened conversation. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're trying in our best ability to de-escalate that, make it so it's not so like, oh my gosh, if we don't answer these questions right now, we didn't do what we had to do. And so going on a drive side by side, walk and talk, sitting on a bench, that helps me anyways, mm-hmm. to just have those conversations. So we're not in a conflicting stance yeah 
you know, or in a stance of battle, but in a stance of togetherness. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's going back to that tug of war analogy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the interesting thing, if you, if you've ever been to like a tug of war tournament or, you know, like back in the college days when a whole bunch of people would get out and do like tug of war on the green or whatever, you notice that, that a rut develops, right? When, when, when teams are doing tug of war, in fact, they kind of build it that way. It is the, the grass gets worn out or, or it's where they've built the mud pit and there's a rut. And it's because there's that constant friction in the ground going back and forth. Some of you are experiencing ruts in your marriage Mm, because you've been playing this tug of war, one on one side, one on the other side for so long. And again, I told you one person has to lose when you play tug of war, right? When, When you get on the same team and you're standing together, then you're fighting the problem. And, and if, the, if the challenge is that you have different viewpoints on sex, I mean, that doesn't mean that your marriage is a failure. It doesn't mean that, you know, you've got to throw up your hands and go, oh my gosh, well, this is just the way it is. And it's going to be like this forever. It just means that it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm. And, and if this has been an area of struggle for a long time in your marriage, then it might mean that there's some mindsets that need to shift. It might also mean that this is an area where you're going to need some help. And I get it. Like talking about sex, Tony and I did not just arrive here in this place of like, well, we're just going to talk about sex all the time for 10 and a half years. No, that was a process. It's an ebb and it's an ebb and flow and it continues to be an ebb and, ebb and flow. For those of you who have been married longer, you know, you, you may be getting into your 40s together, 50s together. You're experiencing perimenopausal Maybe your wife is going through menopause. Maybe you, you as, as a man are experiencing some difficulty with having getting a, an erection, stress. There's all these things that are, that are moving along that are impacting how we engage with one another sexually. Mm-hmm. And yet we can't stop that conversation and never have it again. Because I will tell you, there are folks in the one family who have been married 40 plus years who are having the best times of their lives. And the reason they're having the best times of their lives is that because they've decided to go, what's your view of sex? Okay, what's my view of sex? Okay, how are we now gonna blend those? How are we gonna emotionally connect with one another to start talking again Mm -hmm. about this area? And what are we doing? It's what we do in the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We talk about this stuff. How are you romancing each other? Right. How are you dating one another? How are you connecting with one another? Are you using the tools in your toolbox? Are you using them? We have the coffee break. We have 19 questions to amazing sex. We have the intimacy lifestyle planner. We have connect like you did. We have seven days of sex challenge. Are you getting those and using them in your marriage? Or are you just sitting down listening and going, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll try that one day. You know what? If you sit on the bench... You're never going to get out on the field. You're just going to sit on the bench. But you got to, you got to put some effort in. I was sitting on the bench for three years, two, yeah, three years with my bike, with my cycling. I'd sort of get on, sort of wouldn't, wouldn't feel really good, sort of did. And then this year I made a commitment to get on my bike again. I got off the bench. I got off of getting off. I, I got off getting up later and started getting up earlier so I could get on my bike. And make it happen. Elisa's looking at me weird because there was a lot going on there. Basically, he chose to start getting up early. There you We're go. We're going to paraphrase that. <laughs> We're going to paraphrase that. But I had to get up out of my bed mm-hmm. and make a decision 
to start writing again, to start feeling healthy again, to, to see a change happen in me, to get some vitality back in me. It's the same thing. And the tools I mentioned in the marriage toolbox, Elise and I use those here. We don't just say, hey, go use it and hopefully it works for you. No, we use those. Those are part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so when we're looking at the different views of sex, are you taking the opportunities to go after it? Mm -hmm. And maybe for some of you, maybe the 19 questions to amazing sex right now is it's too much to just go right up to your spouse and ask it. Maybe what you need to do is download it and just write your answers down. Maybe that's where you need to start. Just so you yourself can start to go, oh, wow, what, how do I feel about oral sex? Well, how do I feel about lubes? How do I feel about, you, you know, bringing in some toys or some games into the bedroom? It, maybe that's just your journaling time for the next 19 days. Mm-hmm. Take one question, answer it once a day. It's just your prompt. Then from there, you can begin to write that letter to your spouse to go, I'm ready to talk about this. I don't know what it is for you. It's hard to to know exactly. And that's why we do have the ability for you to apply for coaching with Elisa. So that way you can start digging into this individually together. And you can just, you can just like take all of that away, all that time. You, you can cut it in half or, or more. You know, it's interesting. We get a lot of emails from folks that say, I wish we had had you win. I wish we had known you when. I wish we had heard about One Extraordinary Marriage or taken action at this point in time in our marriage. And what I would say is if you're listening today and this is actually a challenge in your life, today is the day, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't keep waiting, like Tony said, sitting on the bench and saying, well, someday, someday we'll tackle this issue. Someday we'll use tools in our marriage. Someday we'll have this conversation. Instead, it's going, hold on. Today is that someday. Today is that day that we say, you know what? Yeah, maybe we do have different viewpoints on sex, but let's actually have a conversation and not a tug of war. Let's actually take the next step to be more connected instead of less connected. Let's go into this place of saying, how do we address this as a team instead of being you know, adversaries? What can you do if you choose to go into this place and say, you know what? Yeah, you have a different viewpoint. I actually want to understand your view better so that we have a stronger marriage. Yeah, you got it this week. We are believing that you're going to get up off the bench. You're going to have that discussion about your viewpoints on sex. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.